You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. That was great. Good nuggets there from Eric Bach on the Fred Nats as we can uh, dive into now some of these affiliates below the big leagues over the next few weeks. So obviously Robert Hassel was assigned to Wilmington with the Blue Rocks as we tape on Wednesday. He's still 0-4. His time in the organization, I think he's like 0-16 since getting traded. Not worrisome or alarming or anything, but you know that's a tough transition for him coming over to a new organization and trying to impress right away. But he's at A+. Uh, we saw Yarlan Susana make his debut. And Yarlan Susana touched 102 miles an hour in two innings with four strikeouts in the Complex League on Tuesday, which was pretty cool to see. He gave up a run and a hit. And then in that same game in the Complex League in the FCL, Elijah Green, who was the fifth pick this year for the Nationals, four at-bats, a home run, and three strikeouts, one for four. But he homered in his first ever game. There was a great video his dad posted on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, his dad was really excited. It was a really cool moment. I, I think this is an awesome time for being able to keep up with these minor league players. I, I've, this has got to be the most fun that we're going to have uh, since we're not going to have much fun watching the major league team. I was going to say, it's <laughs> pretty much all we got, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's exciting to be able to keep up with some of these guys and see how they do, and, and and hopefully we'll see some of them very, very soon. Nelson Cruz, my God, he just got a base hit in real life as we're taping this podcast. Was it more than a single, though? It was not. It was a single, but I'll, I— Beggars can't be choosers, man. I'm just happy the guy got on base. I wanted to talk about Josiah Gray, his Wednesday outing against the Cubs. Pitched into the seventh, six and one-third innings. I was actually hoping that he got to finish the inning. I thought it was six and two-thirds. I thought he was an out away from getting out of the seventh. Maybe Savant's wrong here. Um, But regardless, uh, seven hits, two runs, five strikeouts, and no walks for Josiah Gray. Early in the game, a couple of times in the first inning, went to a three-ball count was able to get a punch out or get an out, which was uh, good to see. But Josiah Gray, not the high-volume strikeouts, swings, and misses that you're used to. In fact, in the start, he only had eight swings and misses. But if you're going to pitch to a little more contact and get weak contact, especially when you're going up against a bad team, which the Cubs are, and not a particularly great lineup, like don't be afraid. Just throw strikes. Get the ball over the plate. You don't need to strike out 10. You don't need to come out of the game where I'm tweeting about your swing and miss percentage on your curveball or your slider. I mean, who gives a darn about that? Get deep into the game and and don't give up home runs by getting barreled in the middle of the plate. And he only allowed the one solo shot. The other of the runs he got charged was on a runner that he left on that Steve Ciszek inherited and promptly allowed to score. But, uh, man, did he need that. I mean, it had been a rough go of it for him. Where is he at now as far as home runs given up? Because last we checked, it was he was leading the league, correct? I would be surprised. I'm going to pull it up right now. I believe he's still dead last 
or, or I guess the better way to say it would be that he leads the league in home runs allowed. Yeah, 28 he's given up. So that's the most among pitchers. Yeah, it sucks because he was definitely close to getting through the seventh, and then he yeah, gave up that home run to Nico Horner. Uh, the only one he's given up of the game, though, so. Yeah, progress. E- I ERA guess. <laughs> drops from four nine to four eight on the year. His FIP is over five. Obviously, look if if he's able though to keep the ball in the park moving forward, and it's not going to happen constantly like that, or at least just the home runs or solo home runs, you can live with that. The stuff is that good. I still feel pretty good about that trade. I mean, I saw a lot of people this week all of a sudden kind of jumping on the they got not enough for Turner bandwagon. K. Barrett Ruiz, I feel great about second among all catchers in the number of guys that he's had thrown out on base. Uh, you've seen him homer three times in his last 18 at-bats after homering just three times in his first 300 at-bats this year. You know, the power will come with him. I believe that. But you have a good defensive, very solid catcher who's got a chance to hit 270 with some you know, 15, 18 home run power at the big league level. Uh, bottom line to me, Max was a rental. You weren't going to get a ton back for him. So you throw him into a deal where basically you traded a year and a half of Turner, who was going to walk at the end of this year anyway. He would have just been moved at this deadline. With a half year left, you would have gotten less. Uh, and the same thing I say about the Soto trade, Darius. It's not like I wanted to trade Soto. I didn't want to trade Trey. Obviously, keeping Soto is better than what you got, or, or keeping Trey is better than what you got if those guys are going to be around. But when they're not around, then the time to move them is now, and you're going to have six years of Kbert Ruiz and six years, I think, of Gray as a, a third starter type for you. And maybe he ends up a four if it doesn't work out and doesn't develop a changeup or something, but... We've seen that this is the makings to me. Yes, it's, it, it, there, are, there are lumps. It's not always pretty. It's not it lights out for him. But, but these people that are like down on him as if he's not a, a major league starter for a first division team, I just disagree. Like this is not – I watch him and I don't see what I saw when Eric Fetty was his age. You know what I'm saying? Like this is better than that. And I'm surprised to see so many people are down on him after what has been a rough stretch here. Yeah, and you're right. There's been a lot of those uh, people throwing out full stat lines from their season so far, their time at the Nationals so far. I kind of get the 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 overreaction to Josiah Gray. I, I don't like the overreaction to Josiah Gray, but I get it. When you're watching this guy constantly give up so many home runs, sure, you're going to feel bad about you're it. You're annoyed. Right, yeah, you're going to be annoyed, exactly. Uh, I don't get being disappointed at all by Cabert Ruiz. I think we should love everything that we've seen from Cabert Ruiz, aside from the lack of power. People have to realize the catcher position, it's not often you get an offensive powerhouse at the catcher position. Not everybody can be Buster Posey, you know? <laughs> it, it, it doesn't often often happen like that. So to be able to get somebody who's been as stellar defensively as he has, has been so far, throwing runners out, second to JT Realmuto, who is constantly a gold glover. I, I, I don't understand the being down on Kbert Ruiz at all. Yeah, I guess it's just he's hitting 245 without power, and people are like, ah, I thought he was going to be an all-star. And my, my point is, it's early, people. I mean, he's 24. You know, same with Josiah Gray. I was talking to someone today who's, a, who, I mean, this guy is a mark. He watches every game. Every inning, like he doesn't miss a thing. He knows his stuff. And he is kind of out slash down on not only the trade, but on Josiah. And he's like, ah, I just, no, it's not from, and I'm like, he's like, I thought he was supposed to be a star. I'm like, he's 24, dude. <laughs> this takes a little bit of time. Like, go back. Look at some of the, the great pitchers in the game when they were 24. I mean, we're talking about how many big league innings for him right now. Less than 200 still, I would say. So it's it's he's not even a full big league season yet into his career. 
relax. Let's just all just see what happens here and give it a little bit of time. But I get it. I get the frustration. I understand. Uh, This is not a fun time to be a Nats fan at the big league level. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, Grant, I do want to follow up on something. You talked about last podcast. We were talking about Patrick Corbin a lot and and what the Nats should do with him. Since then, uh, David Martinez announced that they are going to be skipping his next start. Uh, how, how much do you think this is going to help? Can't hurt. Yeah. You know, to me, this is the equivalent of kind of like the IL, except that you're essentially just burning a roster spot for a little while. I really am surprised, honestly, that if they're skipping a start, they didn't IL him. And just give him a chance. Well, it turns out, I believe his next start would have been Friday, but we have an off day on Thursday. So he's using this off day as basically a a route to be able to skip his start. So no one is going to pitch on different days rest. No. But Mm -hmm. But I guess my point is just logically, if they're skipping a start and giving him a reset, they could have just put him on the IL and called up a reliever. This overworked bullpen, partially because of him, that can't get outs now and is really struggling, which had been good because... Honestly, these guys are all fatigued. So, like, I would have probably just brought somebody up and, and I held him. Having said that, I, skipping him is, makes sense. Like, what you couldn't do, in my opinion, was just have him pitch again after four days off. Like, we, we were past that. And especially against the Padres, my God. You can't have Josh Bell and Juan Soto going deep against that guy on Oof. Friday night. Oh, man. Oof. Speaking of which, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Soto and Bell coming back. It's here. The time is here. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I mean, I know I'm going to feel. I'm going to be watching my ex-girlfriend look gorgeous in my favorite dress that she wears. But uh, it's going to be a long weekend. It's funny to say that. I'm supposed to to hang out with some buddies on a Friday night. And uh, one of them, they were asking, you know, hey, what time are you coming through? I said, well, I think I'm going to stay around for the the game because I want to see Juan Soto get his uh, standing ovation. And, you know, see a couple of bats of Juan Soto here in a different uniform, uh, you know, and be sad about that. And one of my buddies responds, that's like going to your ex-girlfriend's birthday party a week after y'all break up. Quite literally is. The only thing I would add to that, though, is that her birthday party, for some reason, is at your house. (laughs) Like, you you can't avoid it because you're just a block away where you work and you go to – we're probably going to be – actually, I know we are broadcasting from the ballpark that day. We will be there. Come by and say hi. Like, what on earth, man? What are we doing here, Harry? All right, that will do it for Bustin' Loose Baseball. We're back next week. Danny will return, so we appreciate everybody checking us out. If anything crazy happens, we'll do an emergency pod for you uh, before early next week. But episode 28 in the books. Appreciate everybody listening. Please spread the word and and let people know that this podcast exists. We want to grow this thing as best we can, and we want people who uh, care about the Nationals to know that we are here and providing twice-a-week podcasts at least for them. So thank you so much, and we will talk with you next week.